Have you ever looked around your business and thought to yourself, is this it? Are you making money, but yet you want more? Or maybe you have ideas in your head, but you're just not sure how to develop them into a revenue stream. Welcome to the Caged Vision Podcast with Carrie Roan and Lisa Beck, where we help you unlock your business potential and scale your business beyond trading time for money. Each week, you'll hear ideas, interviews, and case studies of others who, like you, are subject matter experts and want more from their business. Let's do this. So we were working with a client the other day. This is how this all came about. Yes. And it was so much fun. We spent Mm -hmm. two Mm -hmm. half days with them and... It was interesting because this is an organization that has been around for forever. A long, long time. time. Like but, over 100 years. But a just what a dedicated group. Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. And they'd all been there. For, the majority of them had been there over like 20 years. But their business model is really no longer viable. And so we spent two half days sort of unpacking what it would look like to change. And I think that you just explained what we mean by the title. Oh, I did, didn't I? Yes. yes. Because they've been on the same path for a long time. And the door appears open, but we discovered it's really not. It's really not. It's really not. And even with an organization that's been around for over 100 years, you can have caged vision. So it was a really, really fun. Do you think we're the only ones that had fun? No. Oh, no. I was hoping you would say that. a blast. And I think they had a blast because... I think at first they didn't understand, but I think as we sort of began to go through questions and ask them about the future, that they started to become re-energized and excited. Yes. And do you think that they felt like this process finally gave them a voice? Oh, they definitely felt heard. But I think it's really more than that. I think that they sort of developed an idea and a concept Mm -hmm. that can sustain them. And so we unlocked the door, right? So they thought that they were going to continue along the same trajectory that they'd been on for over a hundred years. They thought they weren't, maybe some of them felt like they were in a cage because we kind of get that sense. Yeah. But they did feel like the door was open. But then we figured out, no, the door is really closed, (laughs) but here's how you open it. So our process for unlocking cage vision, which we've done for ourselves and we do for others, was a lot of fun in the process. We're going to talk a little bit about today. Yes. We're going to talk, not the whole thing, because it was, we don't have two-day podcasts. No, no, we do not. No, that would be very long. We, yes, no. Although we could probably talk. We probably could. For two days without any problem. But if you're listening, we're going to spare you. Yes. So hit the high notes here. High notes or high points? Let's go with high points. We're going to hit the high points because otherwise you and I are singing. And that's a bad idea. Okay. Very bad idea. High points. So I think that. Asking questions and sort of helping them understand that they had growth potential in their business, that it wasn't just we're going to be stuck here and slowly die, but that 
by asking the right questions, mm-hmm. solving the right problems, that there was new growth, that it and, was viable. Yes. And when the president reached out to us, we didn't know really what he wanted. We didn't know whether he wanted a business mentor mm-hmm. or a business coach, but we did know that he wanted to see the growth potential in his business. So we're not going to put a name on our process like business coach or business mentor because it's way more than that. Oh, yeah. The benefit, though, is absolutely growth potential for your business. And that is what we unlock, which is fun. So sorry to interject that. I thought that was important because there may be some listeners thinking, what are the Carrie and Lisa? Really, are they uh, are they business mentors? Are they business coaches? When that is not what people call us for. They call us because they're successful. If you've been around 100 years, you're successful. Yes. But there's something beyond success that they're seeking. And often what we find in seeking that out, we find growth potential in the form of a new revenue model that can really help them leverage and scale. Yes. And I think that at some point when people figure out it's more about just being a successful business. And that's what is the quote that you always say? Oh my gosh. Success is getting what you want. Fulfillment is giving what you've got. And I think those are the people that come to us because they are frustrated and they understand that they have more. It's more. Uh, My business is successful and I'm frustrated and I want to do more. And so then we start having conversations just like we did with this group earlier this week to unpack the business potential that is still within the business. And we do that by starting with a list of questions. Yes. Yes. And And Lisa, I I do want to interject because when we define success, Lisa mentioned something through reviewing and prepping for this that they only, and I'm using air quotes here, they only have 7.25 years worth of cash to sustain them. And I looked at her like, what? (laughs) Only? Like how many businesses wish that they had 7.25 years worth of cash, right? But it doesn't matter if you're in a unsustainable business model. That is the point. And that's the point. Yeah, they're successful, but that's not the point. Right. That we have a lot in abundance of cash is not the point. Sorry to add that. No, I thought no, it was pretty important. It, it I was pretty at, funny. You did laugh at me. What do you mean 7.25? What do you got only? I think you might <laughs> strip out that only. That's... But it is an only because they only have that period of time to figure it out. And shifting a company yes, trajectory takes time. takes time. You don't just do that no, overnight. And there's doesn't. a cost involved. But you know the beauty of this process? is everyone in the room was part of the solution. Every single person, they already had the answer. All we did is help them find it. But they already had it in that 100 plus year organization. They all had the answers. And no one, by the way, was 100 years old. (laughs) But collectively, they have over 100 years years of experience with this one company. So anyway, what we first did when we sat everyone down is we sort of start with a list of questions before we even 
dive into the potential. And those questions are, what is the problem we are solving? Who are we solving the problem for? And my favorite question is the problem that we are solving big enough. Mm. And I think that you give a great explanation because everybody kind of looks at us funny. I was about to give you an amen. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll take it. Amen. Is the problem that we are solving big enough? Their eyes got really wide when you tossed that question out because I don't think people go, what do you mean? Is it big enough? Yeah. So to give everybody a little bit of insight as to what we were working through, we were creating a 12 month strategy roadmap. And the first part of that is really mapping out. We're going to hone in. What's the objective of the next 12 months? Can we simplify it, distill it down to what is the objective? Because everything we do must point back towards that. So most people might think that we would jump straight into that, but we didn't. We started with those three questions and how long, Lisa Beck, did it take us to where we started working on the objective? We probably worked on those three questions for two hours? Yes, I would say definitely two hours. And in our conference room, if you can visualize in our conference room, we have these conference rooms chairs. And fortunately, they rock. I mean, you can (laughs) lean back and rock because those suckers were rocking. You know, when people think and they kind of sit back in the chair and they start to rock, man, the looks. And we asked these same three questions and we wrote them up on the window. People looked at the same question. How many times? Oh my gosh. In fact, on day two, because when we do strategy sessions, we do two half days. On day two, a couple of times, people went back to, wait a minute, everybody. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Wait you a minute. Said. You said <laughs> yesterday that our problem wasn't big enough and we came up with this problem and everybody agreed that this is the problem and this is who we're solving it for and this is how big it is. And it it really sort of keeps everyone on the same path. It really does. And when we can get through, is the problem big enough? And it's what, what we find is when you go through and you say, here's the problem, here's who cares, and here's why the problem is big enough. And we focus in on that. What you'll find is, and we found this over and over and over and over and over again, is that people try to change. They stay focused the problem that we're solving, but then they try to change who we're solving it for. And that created boundaries for us to say, finally, remember the moment? Finally, we said, okay, can we all agree that we're going to drive the conversation if it does not relate to who we said we're targeting. We're going to put that somewhere else and we're not going to talk about it. Those are the boundaries. Everybody agree to the boundaries. And how many times did we use them over and over again? Over and over But again. we wouldn't have made the traction that we had if we hadn't set those boundaries. Oh, agreed. And I think that that's something that most business owners or organizations tend to get distracted, right? Mm-hmm. That what we call the squirrel moment, right? Where you're focused on something and then shiny object, let's go chase it. You know, several times, Carrie, you made the comment, okay, you can chase a squirrel outside. You need to go run around the parking lot and chase a squirrel. That's fine. Go do that outside. Go outside. Yeah, because we're not doing that anymore. But I think the natural way that it happens is 
we go through the process and we say, this is the problem we're solving. And that problem that we're solving is pretty darn good. And we say, yeah, this is definitely big enough. And the first thing that we think of is who else might have this problem? Not how best do we target this to the one person that we've identified. And that's sort of a trap that people can fall into or a rabbit hole or a squirrel nest. Squirrels? Uh, I was just trying to tie it back in. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Rabbit hole. Don't Chasing the squirrels. Not everything I say is funny. Okay. And so <laughs> then the question, but I think also that question, because people are afraid, I think there's a lot of fear of being too niche, right? Oh, yeah. And I think that we saw that in our conversation. Do you feel French when you say niche? I do sometimes. Is that a niche? I sound like a redneck when I say niche. I say niche. Makes me feel French. Well, maybe because I like France and French and I just wanted side uh, note. Yeah, side note. Niche. Okay. Would you prefer that I say niche? I like that the way niche you say- says sounds no. so rough. It's too rough. It's and rough. you are refined. I am. <laughs> <laughs> that would definitely yes. be a word one would use yes. to describe so, me. <laughs> we're gonna get you a t-shirt and a headband that says Hashtag niche. <laughs> Hashtag niche. <laughs> Refined. <laughs> All right. Carry on. Sorry. So I should go outside and chase a squirrel right now because I'm chasing a niche squirrel. You completely are about Did to I be sent outside. Did yes, I just derail you that? You just actually said niche squirrel. Yeah, you're going to be sent outside okay. for the rest Carry of the podcast. Carry on. Where were we? rest of the podcast. For those of you who don't know, you probably know this by now. If this is your first podcast, thank you for listening. If it's not, you now know that Lisa is who keeps me on track because otherwise... <laughs> The we, title of this podcast would be Chasing Squirrels. Chasing Squirrels. Find your niche. Find your niche. Chasing Squirrels. And we would have a bunch of squirrel collectors hanging around. That's not our Well, audience. we might. We um, might. We could. We could. If, actually. You, if you are a listener, this is squirrel collector. <laughs> no offense. Don't keep please. listening. <laughs> okay, carry on. Woo! All right. So we're done. We're going to stop chasing squirrels yes, for a we moment. Are. Yes, All yes. right. And go back to the niche. Yes. That I think people. There's fear. There's fear. We, especially in an organization that has expanded and grown mm-hmm. because they did start out as a niche offering. Yep. And, and then, then they expanded and grew and grew and grew. And then nobody really knew them for anything. And so when you go back to not everything that you do, but this one thing that we are agreeing we must do. We have to be very focused in this, and it scares people. But in the format that we use, addressing and talking through that fear, that's the only way you're going to make progress. Because I can tell you one thing, the executive that owns that responsibility knows that, yes, we have to go new places. Yes, we have to push the boundaries. And they also know, I can't do this alone. I need you on my team being a part of this. So we got to push through those fears so that we can make progress towards where where we want to go. And I think that at the end of the day, when they understand that they're in it together Mm -hmm. and they see the potential in the strategy, they go, this works. Got it. Got it. So we finished up the first day. Lisa's favorite part of the two-day session was the start of the second day, I believe. How do we start the second day? 
Oh my gosh. Because we what, had completed. What, we, what was the question? We you had completed. Our, so we had completed almost the entire roadmap and we, everybody was sort of on the same page. And Carrie derailed when, it. When, when we came in the next morning, I had written up on uh, a whiteboard a wall and I said, nothing will change, dot, dot, dot. And I asked the group, nothing will change until. And they said, until we take action, until we start to move until we decide we need to change. And those are all great answers. But that's not where we were. Oh, no. Because in day two, mm. once you've had time for day one to sit and rest, what happens? Everyone begins to contemplate Mm -hmm. why the plan won't work. Mm -hmm. And so nothing will change until the obstacles or the issues are put on the table. Yes. And so what we frame that, what we call that is nothing will change until the unspoken is is set. set. So now is the time to say what your concerns are. And that opened up a wonderful dialogue. Oh, it was a dialogue. Yes. Is that that a fair word? That is it. Yes, that's a... See, you're trying to be French, right? Dialogue. Is that a French word? It's original. Sure. Not. All right, my attempt at funny is just pitiful. All right, so no, it, yes, it, there was it a debate. Opened, there was a dialogue. There, there was, was a debate. there was frustration. There was I hear what you're saying, and but then we also worked through some pretty defensiveness on both sides, right? And I think that goes back to the fear of change. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my favorite books is by Chip and Dan Heath, mm-hmm. and they wrote a book called switch mm-hmm. how to change when change is hard and it sort of addresses that concept of why change is so difficult yes. in an organization and i think people get so settled and comfortable that to be challenged into change and doing something different is it makes people defensive but what we found is that the more tenured people that were in the room were more, were more open, open to, to change it. Then, which is not what you would normally think. No. Here's the other question I have for you. Chip and Dan are brothers, right? Yes. Why is it fair that two brothers are that smart? Uh, you thought it should be divided yeah, up one among the, other or, family or one members? one should be like, okay, you go be like an engineer and you get to be the person that writes brilliant books. But both? That's not fair. So you think this is like some unfair advantage in the gene pool or something? I'm I mean, it's that, just, some of it could have. Okay. Distributed differently? Maybe to me. Okay. Just saying. But at the end of the day, we had a really great outcome, right, Lisa Beck? Oh, we had a fabulous outcome. We had a roadmap that Mm -hmm. everyone agreed upon, which, you know, going back to the questions, right? We answered the questions. What is the problem we're solving? Who are we solving the problem for? And is the problem that we are solving big enough? You know, we answered those questions at the beginning of the two half day sessions. And then when we were closing at the end, we went back to those original Mm, three questions and looked at the strategy and said, "Okay, we've mapped this out based on our answers yesterday. Are we still comfortable with that, with that strategy, with that roadmap, with the actions that we have determined or what take us to the next level. Yes. So what you're saying is they came to us and said, we want to grow our business. The problem is we can't see 
where we need to grow. You know, an organization that's been around that long, they, they deserve to continue to prosper. And so we just took them through our simple process, which is we're going to work through these questions. We're going to map out. We're going to focus on who we're going to target, and then we're going to map that out. And through that process, they have really got a great future ahead of them. Yes, they do. So we suggest that you take a look at your business and your model and your strategy and ask yourself those three questions to help unpack perhaps some business potential that you're not even aware of. And maybe even some hashtag cage vision. And maybe even some hashtag cage vision. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Caged Vision podcast. And don't forget to come back next week to hear more ideas, interviews, and case studies of others who, just like you, are subject matter experts and want more from their business.